Where's it going, Rudy? I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Episode of the Reddit Horror Club. I am Matt Kelly, and I am secretly the Judas Killer. I am joined by Adam O'Brien, who has a secret room in his house, and Scott Roger, who is our best kept secret and our worst mistake. And we are joined today by <laughs> Cannon, <laughs> who picked the movie The Pact. So, before I start to go down the the quick plot breakdown, uh, let let me just ask Cannon. Why did you pick the pack? Because I know you had about fourteen titles that you were choosing between. Um, well, I, I was I was trying to strategically pick the film that would most irritate Scott, and uh, I there were some there were some zombie films that I wanted to pick, and uh, I didn't wait. I didn't hear what you said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second. There were some zombie films I wanted to pick, and there were some found footage films I wanted to pick, and then there were some zombie found footage films I wanted to pick, but then I, I realized he was pretty much immune immune um to being irritated through those films anymore so then i chose the pact i knew that would fuck him up too so uh you failed Scott, what did, seriously what did you think <laughs> you son of a absolutely bitch. nothing about this film that really like this film was so fucking middle of the road that it did not bother me at all uh, uh but you were go ahead go i ahead. was gonna say i gotta agree with him I, I think that this movie i like i was trying to explain it to to adam because i was trying to you know tell him to watch it but in like the worst way possible because he was already going through a pretty bad time. And I was like, hey man, like it's it's not bad, but it's not good. Like like I wouldn't call this a bad movie in the sense that like I don't think that there's anything that it does where I'm like, oh, f- well actually there's one scene that we'll get into where I'm like, fuck this movie. But uh for the most part it was just like, eh, like like it is the most middle of the ground haunted house movie. Um I do. I do want people to take note, though. Cannon's reasoning behind picking this movie just on point. Try, try and do that more often. <laughs> just give us a movie to trash. Um, or just fuck with that'll Scott. make that'll make Scott angry. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so let's talk about the movie. The movie. The movie starts with this phone conversation between two sisters who are cleaning out their dead, uh, are planning to clean out their dead mother's house. Uh, the one sister, Nicole, is staying at, in the childhood house, uh, unsuccessfully trying to convince Annie to come to the funeral. Uh, but Annie eventually arrives, only to find out that Nicole has disappeared. That's when we're introduced to Liz, uh, which is Annie and Nicole's cousin, uh, who's been watching Nicole's daughter, Eva. Uh, and they grow more and more concerned, uh, as well as, um, you know, Liz and Eva decide to stay at the house as well. Uh, Liz disappears, Anna is attacked by an unseen attacker, Anna grabs Eva, they run to the police station where they meet Casper Van Dien, and uh, Casper and Annie return to the mother's house, uh, she tears down a, like, the wallpaper and reveals this door behind the plaster, uh, and then grabs a set of keys and unlocks the door. Now, there's a chance that I looked away, but was there like a dream sequence that kind of revealed how she knew where this room and the keys were? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> no, there was, there was, uh, they, they did some exposition that kind of explained um, uh, all the missing links, like uh, how how. Uh, uh, well, no, no, they eventually okay. So they they eventually found pictures that linked uh, her uncle, who m- might have been it might have been her father. I wasn't sure about that, uh, uh, and the uh, the woman who the women who were disappeared uh, in the past. Okay. Um, so, so I, you probably had it on fast forward. So it's no, no, no. I actually, kind of... <laughs> I watched this movie, but like, you know, I, if I'm not totally into the movie, I don't take the time to pause it. If I have to like run to the bathroom real quick or something. So I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was like during one of those three minute runs to the bathroom, uh, that I missed something. But, um, so Annie decides to get her friend Stevie, who is supposedly a psychic and asks her to read the room. And this is pretty much 
where I start to fucking hate this movie. Because um, Stevie just kind of overacts her way all around the house. Uh, and then when she enters the room, she begins screaming Judas. Uh, Casper Van Dien begins to believe Annie's story, and for that he is mur- uh, mysteriously murdered. And he uses a Ouija board to attempt to have a conversation with the ghost that she believes is following her. And he discovers that her mother had a brother. And it turns out that her brother was a guy called the Judas, uh, Judas Killer. And surprise, he's living in a trap door and has been for the last 15 plus years. Uh, and he manages to kill her uncle Charles, uh, a.k.a. the Judas Killer, uh, and, with the help of the ghost. And discovers a bunch of dead bodies of her sister cousin and Casper <laughs> Van Dien. Uh, and I guess the police who didn't believe her previously will accept this story for some reason. Um, so... It sounds it sounds fucking awful when someone <laughs> reads it reads it out loud. Jesus, that's what's so funny about this is because it was pretty fucking awful. I mean, yeah, no, you said no, you no, sir, you said it was a middle of the road horror movie, not awful. Uh, so I no, did, it's, I it's did, not awful. I did it's serious. There we go. It, there we no, go. it's not awful. I just am doing it for comedic effect. But seriously, like this was this movie affected me the least out of probably anything in a couple of rounds. I, I can't say ever in this club because we've had some really shitty movies. Happy birthday to me! Um, but uh, um, you know, I I I don't know. Like, I if the I wanted, chick who plays the main character is awful is, at acting. She, oh my god! I had to sit through. I had to sit through like what two seasons of her on Arrow. Um, she plays Black Widow or um, Black Widow, Black Canary, um, and she just does this life on a lemon face all the time. And it, it, it's she's not good, not good actress. Mm. Yeah, like I, I literally had a note that I wrote down that was like I can't figure out why I don't like this movie, but I have a feeling it has everything to do with the main actress being not very good. The funny thing is, is that like I read, the, I read up on this on Wikipedia and or not Wikipedia, but um, uh, IMDb, and um, people are like, oh, the the movie is like carried by whatever her name's uh, performance, and I was just like, really? Because I I was not impressed, you know. I, I don't know, like seriously, like this is one of those movies that um, I avoided because. Um, it takes a good haunted house movie to get me, and I understand that. Like, I also went into it knowing that it was a human killer and not a ghost because it had been spoiled for me on Reddit. I mean, I don't know that that kind of ruined it, but um, uh, I don't know. I just felt like this movie um, was a very PG kind of film, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, one of the here's the thing that's weird about this movie to me is that. There are moments where I'm like, oh, this is, like, fairly well shot. And then there's totally other moments where I'm like, wow, this is not well shot at all. Like, there are, there are really cool uh, choices of where they decide to put the camera and how they decide to shoot certain scenes. But then there's scenes like Annie's 40-second slow-motion jump during a dream sequence where I'm like, why is this here? What, <laughs> like, why is this fucking here? Um, and there's, like, a jump scare that's in the movie that, like, in a better movie would have been handled better when Annie's like trying to go to sleep and like the camera's sitting there and you know that something's going to jump out and reveal some type of figure in the distance. And like the good way to do that would maybe have like the camera slowly move and you just kind of see it in the background. But instead like the, the full camera just like shifts very violently and there's a loud music cue to like, make sure that you jump in case it wasn't scary enough. (laughs) Yeah. And like Matt, a what, lot of what, was, what was the scene that you like really hated? Okay, the second that Stevie comes in. Um, so there's a scene where Annie goes to get her friend Stevie, and like Stevie has no business being in this fucking movie, and the scene has no business being in this movie because it feels like something out of a Quentin Tarantino th- film that was just like smashed in there. Like it feels like the director was just like, you know what I really like is that scene with Eric Stoltz in uh, Pulp Fiction where he's the drug dealer. Can we just like do a scene like that where it's like this weird fucking heroin house and there's this loud heavy metal music playing for no explainable reason and we have like a whisper scene where you can't hear what they're whispering to each other because the music's so loud and like then the acting like the girl playing stevie's acting it was just like like 
like she it was this cliche of a character where and I hate it like it's this this thing that they do all the time where it's like oh the character's a psychic and they can just walk around and if they say just random shit in poems it's supposed to be scary for some reason um, oh my god you know who that reminded me of or that what that part reminded me of was um in one of the worst movies from the 90s uh disturbing behavior uh-huh. Do you remember when they go to the fucking asylum and they find the daughter of the the doctor and she's like, eh, the f- butterflies that sing around the flowers. Eh, eh. Like, oh my god. It yeah. was, it's the same acting style. Also, is that girl who's the psychic, Stevie, in this movie supposed to be a good actress? Because um, like people also were talking about her on IMDb being like, another great role from so-and-so. I'm like, I've never even seen her before. <laughs> I think I read that she was in Freaky Friday. Like, that was one of her first movies was Freaky like Friday. Like the one with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I have that on VHS. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, but the one thing that I have that, like, really kind of baffled me and annoyed me um, at that scene is at the end. Because you've got, uh, is Giles the name of, like, whatever the fuck Stevie's, is like, like her, I don't know, her handler, um, gets angry at Annie. Her watcher? Her wa- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her handler. I thought it was her brother. I believe it was. That, her brother. Okay, so brother. So that yeah, that was. Oh my god, that was so great when she went to the she went to the the the, the car repair place and she's like yelling over things, but they just it's so poorly mastered. Oh, so good. So so there's a scene where Giles gets angry at Annie for Stevie having a psychic fit, and then he slaps Annie, and like I'm watching it and I'm like, he knows about this stuff though, right? Like. It's it's heavily implied that she has been a psychic for years. So is this supposed to like imply that of all the psychic stuff that has ever happened, Annie's house is like the most fucking evil house Stevie's ever been to. Like Giles is the one that drove Stevie there and seems to have not had an issue with exploiting her powers up until this point. And like he tells Annie not to fuck with her. Like does he think that Annie put together this elaborate fucking floating body mental breakdown slide underneath a bed trick just to fuck with Stevie? Like I don't get it. <laughs> well, well, wait a second. What? Wasn't wasn't that one of the most the way they shot that scene with the body floating on the ceiling was wasn't that uh, relatively uh, novel in terms of uh, how horror horror films portray hauntings because it wasn't like it wasn't like you were looking at at a transparent corpse floating on the ceiling. Well, um, well, this leads. I think that was just because they didn't have a, a budget to to make her look transparent. <laughs> well, okay. So this is the other thing that bothers me in this movie is when you get to the ending and you realize that the ghost is like not an evil ghost. It's just a ghost that wants to finally have some rest or whatever. So helpful like, ghost. So so like let's pretend that you were a ghost and you were trying to communicate with someone to help you get revenge on the person who murdered you. Would you do it by terrifying and, and you have them? The ability to. <laughs> Would you do it by terrifying them every way humanly possible? <laughs> like, no, I'd be like, hey, well, well, you... hey, Annie, my brother's a serial killer. Go, <laughs> go, kill him. Well, like, because there's this thing <laughs> where it's like the the note that I have says, "I love this." Oh, suddenly it's a friendly ghost that's been appearing in my day to day life with her head hanging from a chandelier, like she's trying to scare the Dietzes out of her house, <laughs> like. This fucking movie, like, there's scenes that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but then the scenes don't even fucking make sense in the end because the ghost isn't trying to do any harm. It's just trying to get revenge on the person who killed her, and it's like, she has the ability to help hand a gun to the fucking girl at the end of the movie, (laughs) so she can't fucking write a note and be like, hey, there's a dude under the cellar. Dude, and what if she just fucking found a gun? And shot the Judas killer herself. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so much more vindicating as a ghost? Be like, yeah, I, fuck I you, think... I just killed you. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the biggest plot hole. Is if a ghost if a ghost can physically manipulate objects and like throw people across a room, could probably do that with a knife. <laughs> uh, there were so, knives uh, in the kitchen. Just fucking well, yeah, throw yeah, I mean, exactly. throw a knife at when that dude when that dude comes out of his out of his cubby hole and starts drinking milk. Right out of the fucking curtain, which is gr- which is gross. Um, she you could, know, she could you easily know just he's a total him. serial killer when he, he came right out, out and just ran. He, like, no need for a glass. I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's, that's, that's there's true. something that I like about like. Have any of you ever seen the movie Bad Ronald? No. 
Have you ever heard of Bad Ronald? Yes, I know exactly what it is. I okay. couldn't stand to watch it. Because <laughs> that's all I could think of with this character is that it's like this fucking weird homage to Bad Ronald. Uh, Adam or Cannon, are you familiar with Bad Ronald? Nope. It's a sh- I, I know Bad Boy Bubby, but not Bad Ronald. <laughs> so Bad Ronald is this like shitty 70s TV movie where this kid accidentally kills another kid at his school. And his mom's, like, super protective of him. So she builds a hidden room for him to hide in. uh, So that, you know, she's like, well, you know, you just lay low. And in, like, a year, they'll stop snooping around. And then we can just run away to Canada. And he's like, okay, mom. And he just hangs out in this little room. And then the mom dies unexpectedly. And he doesn't know it. So he's just trapped in this wall. (laughs) And uh, a new family buys the house and moves in. And it's like throughout the time that the family lives in the house there's just this fucking kid that's like living in their goddamn wall and it's super ridiculous like it's supposed to be presented as like terrifying but it's so poorly made (laughs) (laughs) i don't see how that would be terrifying uh i well i I think okay so i think once once you accept some of the tropes um and they're very common horror tropes uh that that show up in the pact um beneath that is uh a a well-shot uh, maybe not well acted or uh, I think well that they could have sped it up. It was a little slow. <laughs> yeah, especially that jump scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, are you fucking kidding okay. me with this? <laughs> like... uh, uh, the, there was a minimal number of jumps uh, of jump scenes. But there was, no, like, I think that the, there one, was the jump... one where she's having the dream where there's a dead body on the bed and it is like as if they were like, what's the slowest we can do this scene in iMovie? Like... <laughs> the, um, that, yeah, that, that's... Well, in, to my, uh, in my opinion, that was the worst. That was probably the worst scene in the entire movie because everyone's asking, why, why is she jumping towards the door? I mean, like, nothing's... Uh, I, think, I, think she, I think she had, in the past, experienced that, though, where she started running for the door and then the door shut on her. Okay, uh, I mean... Or that... I, I, I like Scott sent me a text, uh, sent a message, I guess, because you watched this pretty early on in the week, right? I watched it Tuesday, I think. Okay, because I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about when you sent us a couple messages, and then I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, because the one was like, yeah, Black Canary's on a motorcycle, and then like another one just said, Rico! <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And no, then I, I said Johnny fucking Rico. Johnny fucking Johnny Rico. <laughs> <laughs> And you should know exactly why. Well, now I did when I was watching it. I'm like, dude. Oh. I mean, I just I wish that they would have done an homage to Starship Trooper because that's really Caster Van Dien. Sorry, bro, but you'll never touch that. I, was there I no wish... co-ed shower scene in this movie? No, you, I no. told you you didn't miss anything by not Bad. watching it, man. <laughs> uh, I Although, do... okay, the closest thing that you got is uh, the fact that I mean. Uh, Okay, oh, uh, I don't even want to say it. Um, okay, so here's my thought about the jump scares, since Ken brought it up. Um, I thought that the movie was real slow, but I did enjoy the, the I don't know if it's supposed to be a jump scare or not, but um, I did enjoy the fact that they showed the body hanging like with its arms kind of dangling from the ceiling. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I liked the imagery of that. I think that you're right, Cannon, that it does have some nice imagery. I just think that it's kind of like a poor patchwork of of imagery because there's a lot of bare space between it that's supposed to, like, raise tension. But I don't know if it's the pacing of the film or the um, actress. It just it, it was kind of like... Well, I know something bad's going to happen. Do you really have to walk this slow? Just fucking get it over with. That was my thought. Yeah, I, I think that this movie. I think that this movie would have actually been. And I don't think it would have been a great short film, but it would have been a more effective short film. I feel like there's like a lot of stuff in this movie that is just there to get the movie up to a feature length uh, level that isn't super necessary to the film. Oh. Well, well, it's funny you mentioned that because it was originally shot as a short film. Yeah, that's what I, I was about to say. I thought it was. Well, now and they it have was. a sequel. <laughs> and now there's a terrible sequel out. It's a VOD sequel. And uh, it's uh, it's got um, the, the same Stevie girl in it, so well, there's that. <laughs> you want, well, well I, I sign thought... me the fuck up, then. <laughs> <laughs> 
get to see I, I her overact she... all over it. <laughs> she was. I, I. I actually. I. I kind of enjoyed watching um, that particular actress's performance. Not. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't super effective or, or anything, but it was. Uh, it. It was what you'd expect from the horror genre. Like she you... made more of a choice than the main actress did. I can give her that much. <laughs> I think um, that Cannon likes because he thinks she's pretty. It looked like she was like that heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. heroin. She, yeah, I, and I looked. Okay, so I was like, did they just make her look like that or what? And so I looked her up on Google Images, and she looks like her all the time. Well, <laughs> know who she kind of looked like? Like you get her to play the daughter of May in a May sequel. Oh my god! <laughs> like, Why would you tell me this when I can't have this thing? <laughs> Hate you. Do you really want a May sequel though? Like, where are you gonna go? Yeah, I, I do. I would. I don't care. They could just fucking rehash the movie over again, and I would totally watch it. Yeah, that's the daughter of May from that weird fucking thing that she created at the end of the movie. They they fucking boned, and she got pregnant, and gave Wait, she birth got pregnant from and, that, How and gave her, and gave birth to Stevie, and then we follow the adventures of Stevie as she recreates her mother's legacy. <laughs> we just wrote and sold a sequel, guys. It feels so good. <laughs> um, so uh, I it, it seems it seems to me that this film was overall a miss with you guys. But um, did did anyone catch any perhaps allegories or metaphors? I don't even really know what allegory or metaphors mean. But um, <laughs> can someone explain to me first what those mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been dr- yes, I've been drinking, which makes me... Everybody, he had some wine before, oh, an hour before coming on the podcast, so, you know, he's pretty fucking blitzed. I don't know what <laughs> moderation means, but... <laughs> it, was a ha- it was a half glass of wine, okay? Um, a lot of wine. Well, I have one last note, and it's kind of nitpicky, but it's a genuine question I have as well, because I don't spend time around uh, toddlers and children enough to know. But uh, if Eva in this movie is supposed to be, like, three years old, um, there's this scene where Anna grabs her and runs out of the room after, like, Lizzie's disappeared and she's been attacked. And it sounds like it's just, like, the audio of, like, a newborn baby who's just having trouble falling asleep. Like, I feel like a three-year-old should be enough to, like, scream and be terrified. But the whole time it's just like, uh... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, a three-year-old could make more noise than you could possibly believe. It'd destroy your fucking eardrums. How loud a three-year-old can get. At first, I was going to make a, a sex joke about that, but then I realized that you're actually talking from experience. So <laughs> you can Sorry. still. I mean, you can still make no, a joke. no. Seriously, I'm letting that one go. All right. Um, That's I, what moderation is. There you go. Cannon, take note. Um, I I didn't watch this, but it sounds a lot like um, another movie that I have seen, which is The Quiet Ones. Did anybody see that one? Oh, I yeah. have not. It it sounds very much like that, like a sort of like a centralized house, a lot of paranormal stuff going on. Um, there is some uh, sort of psychic stuff happening in there as well. If if you haven't seen it, Canon, um, and this this kind of movie is your bag, then I, I'm thinking that you actually would probably like that one a lot as well. Hey, Cam, I got one for you. If you like this film, I bet you'd really like Poltergeist. <laughs> Scott, when are you ever going to pick that? Because you threaten to every round. Poltergeist? No, yeah. I threaten to pick fucking Troll 2 every round. Uh, you also say Poltergeist all the time. Oh, Poltergeist. Oh, I thought you were no. recommending Poltergeist to us. Poltergeist. Oh, Tra, Tra. Gotcha. Oh, 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 that's that's oh, not God, how that's no. pronounced either, but okay. <laughs> No, no, because there's that one about chickens, right? Yeah, poultry guys. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh, no, I thank thought you, you said poultry poulter- guys. I, I thought list. you said poultry guys, and then I just I turned off the the audio on my headset. I'm sorry, I was <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to everything you said after that. <laughs> oh well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so trying trying to listen to us in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> still, still hasn't really figured out how that whole thing works. <laughs> I, well, I'd like someone to explain to me about metaphor and allegory. but I, I Allegory like... is saying something, like saying it very directly. Like, um, that car is like A, 
but no, metaphor. No, that you're, you're, no. That's a you're simile. You're talking about a simile and a metaphor. Uh, oh. An allegory is a tale that is told as a parallel of a morality tale. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A well-known yeah. morality tale. And what was the other one? Metaphor. A metaphor. <laughs> a metaphor. Metaphor is. Uh, my love is like a red rose. <laughs> well, no, he that's a simile. Like, that's a synonym because you oh, can't say like. Simile, uh, simile is like. Or no, simile. simile is like is, an as. No, no, and no. And then metaphor, metaphor is. Like, metaphor is you, like. Simile is. Why the? Who fucking cares? <laughs> ne- next week on the high school English. <laughs> podcast, <laughs> well, okay. So, so anyway, it was. It was this. The, the entire story was a. Allegory, sure, an, an yes. allegory for uh, sexual abuse because uh, it's a it's the weird uncle, right? Well, here's and the thing: is did, was he the okay? So they had the the, the heterochroma, or, or the, they had the the mixed colored eyes. Was that supposed to imply that he was just related to her, or was it that he fucked the girl's mom and he was actually her dad? Yeah, yeah, and that was that's what, that's like. I will say that one of the things that, and I didn't even think about this until you actually brought that up, that yeah, there is a bunch of like, they they, they definitely they do a thing where they keep implying that the mother was like super abusive towards those kids, and they they totally left that as like this subplot that they never touched. Yeah, but now that I'm thinking about it, I guess that that's what it was supposed to be implying was was this relationship with this uncle that they had blocked out. But yep. so did he like rape them even though he was their dad and he like lived in the basement and Well, I mean, I guess we'll have to watch the pack 2 to find out. No. <laughs> okay, okay. So also, how the fuck did the I mean, okay. I know it's supposed to also be vague at the end of this like she shot him in the fucking head and then oh, he opened his eyes. But in the pack 2, I read the synopsis, he's still alive. How you know, like that's that. Uh, uh, he, I guess we've already we've already allowed the fact that there are supernatural things happening in the universe, the world of this movie. So in the mo- next movie, I guess I have nothing that I can complain about because anything goes. Yeah, but I mean, just bring him back as a fucking ghost or like a you know. He's. I don't think he's a ghost in that. I think he's just a. Oh, I'm not. Killer. I'm not confirming or denying. I'm just saying that's the only way you should bring him back at this point is as a he's pissed a off poltergeist. Yeah, Scott. Anything's a screenplay if you don't give a fuck about plot holes. <laughs> you guys just wrote May two a minute ago. You didn't care about plot holes there. Um. So so him getting shot in the head, he's probably dead. Um, yeah, yeah, the, I would the reason, agree. The reason why they show that eye at the end, if I had to take a guess, I'd say that tied into the the molestation subtext or the sexual abuse subtext, because they're they're more or less saying that. These things don't really ever die. That it's, it's oh, they, okay. Yeah, because sex abuse is uh, self, uh, self-replicating, self-perpetuating. Yes, I uh, I've mentioned it before. I know, but I worked um, for a year at a uh, a residential care facility for juvenile sex offenders, and it was <laughs> it was horrifying. It was the worst. Like it was the worst of the worst because. One, all those kids were abused before they became abusers themselves. I mean, it's a learned trait, like you're saying. Um, but the, the the worst part about it, I think, is the fact that the especially kids that like it was all boys. It was it was like all male um, sex offenders. And um, the worst thing was when the families. There were a lot of families that would come for like visits and stuff, and they would bring. The uh, the the victims, like a, a some like you know ten year old boy's five year old sister or something, and the girl would just have fucking glassy eyes, you know, the thousand yard stare. She she was just in her own world, sitting across the the picnic table from her rapist, Jeez. and that was that was yeah like. So there's your little little uh, bonus information about my life, but yeah, that was a really dark time. <laughs> It's impossible not to take that work home with you. You, you must have a background in like social, maybe. Psychology. Yeah, I was a sociology major um, oh, cool. in college. So cool. yeah, I was like that was my that was my um, foray into social work, and then I realized it wasn't for me. 
<laughs> there's a high turnover rate in sociology. It's uh, a high turnover rate there too, in in that particular, uh, in that particular unit location. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was crazy. Um. So, w- regarding like sex abuse and and this this movie, um, so the guy opening his eye the, at the very end of it, um, I'm I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how to interpret that because it looks like the the people who wrote the script didn't really know how to interpret that. But <laughs> I think they're like, but, oh, um, this will be I, a cool I, like leftover at the end. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Like, do you ever right. think back on how many movies the ending of Carrie has fucking ruined because everyone feels like they need that like the killer's still alive jump scare at the end? Do you think that that was originally done in Carrie? Well, it well, no, it wasn't. But Carrie was the film that inspired the ending of Friday the Thirteenth, which became like the norm for every slasher film, and then that kind of became the norm for pretty much every horror Scott, film in general. Scott, if you're gonna say that so condescendingly, then please tell us <laughs> what was the original one. <laughs> Adam, I thought you were on my side. <laughs> uh, sorry, are you gonna Let say that that was from Carrie? Because it's fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you're not allowed to sleep in my bed tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't watch this movie. I don't have anything he's gonna, else to say. He's going to sleep in the trap door in that side room that you have hidden behind the wallpaper. Don't, dude, seriously, <laughs> stop drinking my milk, all right? Well, if you're going to drink it, put it in a goddamn cup. Fuck this Wait, movie. Let me, let me, let me, no, no, dude, no, no. This, it was, it was a no, it was a fine movie. It was seriously not that bad. No, no, it was a the, fine film. I watched this movie okay, ten so, times over before I watched Dead Snow 2 again. <laughs> um, so I liked, I happen to really like Dead Snow 2. I, don't ask me. Don't I ask know me you. I, it's because it has zombies in it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love zombies. I know, we had a, we had a fun back and forth for a while. <laughs> it had no, it had no political message until, you know, that I, that pissed it's me off a... sure, somewhere in the line down the line. <laughs> I don't know, um, it seems to be pretty anti-Nazi. <laughs> it's so with that brave anti-Nazi stance. <laughs> yes, uh, you know what a better anti-Nazi movie was? Blood Rain. Schindler's <laughs> List. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so with uh, uh, every goddamn it, you guys keep distracting from the point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so get, getting back to um, the the pact and the uh, the underlying um, subtext of sex abuse. Um, I did anyone else have have noticed anything about that that um, about that theme um, that was that might that might have popped out like the fact he walks around with no t shirt on. Like that's Place, redneck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I you know I understand what you're trying to get at, and you're trying to like find this, these subtexts and these these deep meanings in this movie. But I don't really think this is a good sub. Uh, uh, this is a good screenplay or a good enough screenplay to actually infer many things from, um, because we're just dancing that tightrope between finding out what the subtext that was supposed to be there is and just adding subtext where there wasn't really one. So, I I mean, at least from my perspective, I don't really think that there's a whole lot that you can analyze in this film. But, That's but, here's, but here's my take on something. This is why I love when Canon's on the show. Because I'm fairly convinced that Canon almost always has done more research on the movie that he's picked and what their plot lines are than the person who wrote the movie that he picked. <laughs> <laughs> to the detriment of everybody in the horror club. <laughs> Here's an asshole who does way too much reading on movies. Which is what the writer uh, of the pack said. I read 1,000-page like... 1, 1, pamphlet for the last movies I picked. God damn it, dude. <laughs> no, it's okay, so, so, and that's the thing. is we'll, we'll watch a movie like Casper, and we'll get super analytical about it, and like start picking it apart, and then every time Cannon comes on to talk about one of his movies, he starts talking about his subtext, and we're like, yeah, we don't, we don't really want to get into that this <laughs> week. <laughs> dude, but here's the thing. Casper is a beloved children's film, and this movie is really just a B-horror flick. Like... Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm not coming on here like, hey guys, let's read in the subtext of humanoids from the deep. 
All right. Like if I pick that, I'd be like, let's talk about titties. If you could talk about subtext on humanoids from the deep, I would get down on my hands and knees and suck some, some serious uh, popsicles. If you... <laughs> All right, I guess I know what I'm picking for round 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 just, be, just uh, I'll if, be to the punch no. right now. Rape's bad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, does oh, humanoids take that standpoint? It, it, it's not at all. It's, it, it makes light of rape, if anything. It's, well, here's, uh, the thing. here's the thing about that film. is this, Here's a subtext that you idiots didn't catch because you're, so, you're such fucking plebes. Um, <laughs> science is bad. So you know what? It's an anti-vaccination and an anti-GMO movie. How did you not catch that? It's probably because you're fucking idiots. No, well, no, no, no. You're, are you sure you're not thinking of prophecy? <laughs> <laughs> Scott's Dude, been eating I'm... a lot of uh, Farmer Vincent's fritters lately. It's just not Dude, feeling all that great. People, <laughs> Pro- prophecy's an anti-sleeping bag movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remind me tomorrow like... to post that gif again. <laughs> That movie is a lot like camping. It's intense. <laughs> so Dude, bad. and I pitch one every time I watch that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I don't need to pick Humanists of the Deep because we just fucking talked about the whole thing. All right. Uh, is there know. anything else that you want to talk about for another four hours, Canon, or can we get to what we watched today? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we we, uh, we didn't really get any time to talk about uh, the the actual movie. Like we spent most of the time um, talking about everything else. Yeah, talking about other you know other subjects, Dude, relevant subjects. How long have you been part of Horror Club? <laughs> I've been I've I've listened to pretty much every podcast. I've, I know. Hey, what happened, so what happened know. to that Perfect Blue podcast? By the way, I um, I, sw- I had no interest. Oh, I wasn't a, I wasn't even a I wasn't even a uh, uh, co-host, right? Yeah, it was just. It was just. Was I co-host by the time? I don't. I. I do not remember if yeah, we recorded an episode on. Movie, right? We're not co-hosted at that time. Yeah, I don't remember if we picked if we ever recorded a perfect blue episode. But I agree with you that I no, remember I talking about it. But I don't remember if I talked about like I even went to that thread because I know that I had opinions and I was like, man, I didn't post on here, so we must have recorded an episode. But I don't know where that episode would have gone. Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> and the program that I, I the program that I use so because spooky. Yeah, like the program that I use because it's so fucking like MacGyvered is like you can't go past like thirty episodes on our iTunes channel right now. Um, hopefully, there will be something that'll be happening in the near future that will stop that from being an issue anymore. But uh, that's for the future. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know what happened to the Perfect Blue episode, but I still can't remember if I recorded a Perfect Blue episode, but I did have a long conversation about Perfect Blue with someone today, so, because <laughs> uh, they were trying to tell me what animes I should watch that I would really like, and they're like, you should check out Perfect Blue, and I was like, been there, done that. Dude, I got an anime you should watch. It's already <laughs> queued up on your Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I have Matt's Netflix, and for whatever reason, Netflix is suggesting that Matt should watch My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Uh, I I thought you were going to say Legend of the Overfiend. Uh, Dude, I will watch that. That's on my my list of, like, shit that I should watch if I ever, like, have more time than I really know what to do with. But I'd never do, so I've never watched it. But I read the the Wikipedia about it, and I'm like, sounds like some really fucked up shit that I would enjoy. It's pretty, yeah. You would. There's lots of there's lots of boobies in there. You would you might enjoy it. Lots of boobies. That's not. I think that I'm a little bit less interested in the boobies and a little bit more interested in demons raping everything. That's uh, just well, terrible. You should, you should <laughs> that watch- is terrible. <laughs> Scott, you should watch Wicked City then, because it has a spider lady with a monster vagina. So you'll like that. Uh. They got that idea from Spookies. You'll like it, because I say you'll like it. I don't know, Adam. I don't really... We're not on good terms right now. (laughs) I called you out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm never going to answer that question that you asked, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> Has anyone so picked spookies ahead. yet? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not. We're not at all talking about horror club picks anymore. But uh, did. Has anyone picked Spookies yet? Actually, that for was... horror club, no. But I mean, it's on my like long list because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I've, yeah. have you watched it? I've seen it several times. I, I love oh that. My God, I, it's one of those movies it makes that I don't no think sense. Many people, yeah, I don't think many people know about it um, because it's another one of those Gremlins ripoff movies. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's um, it's half a movie. It's not a full movie. What what's up, Adam? Sorry, I, I I just I uh just on a real quick side tangent, I found a list that I had written out of like possible horror club picks the other day, and I swear to God I must have been angry at you guys or something when I wrote this list because it is just all the most horrific, violent, like graphic movies that I could think of at the time. Can you fucking not seriously? I know. I know. This was right around the time I think I picked. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> and, uh, still haven't forgiven you for that. That's, that's the kind of shit I had on the brain at the time because it's just bad, bad stuff. Not yeah, anything fun. That was when you did like the one-two punch of you picked taxidermia and then followed it with "We need to talk about Kevin." Whatever, taxidermia was just a marvel of modern cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hungarian money well spent. <laughs> Thirty million Hungarian euros. <laughs> We have no food this year, but we have a great movie. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know what Hungarians sound like if they speak English. <laughs> so that's my Hungarian accent for posterity. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start going through what we watched this week because we are hitting about forty minutes now, which is way longer than I thought we would be talking about. Yeah, next. seriously, I thought that we had like fifteen minutes for this. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. So, can it? No, let's... no, you had a lot of great things to talk oh, it makes, about. It makes very good episodes, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, so Canon, since you're the uh, the guest on this week's episode, has there been any other movies of note that you watched this week that you want to bring up? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I, I actually didn't prepare at all for this segment. Um, so let, <laughs> let me let me check my Netflix queue. You guys, you guys, go ahead. All right. Well, then we'll jump over to Adam. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. I watched up to episode seven of Daredevil. So and, uh, good. It, it got a lot better. Um, I feel like they should have introduced Vince D'Onofrio in the first episode. It probably would have caught my attention a lot more than this one did. But certainly that scene with uh, him and the Russian in the car um, really, really, really piqued my interest and made me made me want to keep watching. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on is this is that show based off any particular daredevil series um or is it just sort of its own standalone thing it takes a lot from the frank miller um the original frank miller run um of yeah, daredevil, it has it has stick in it and stuff right so it has stick and it also um his the way that he has that um that black outfit um before he gets the red suit is a frank miller thing um but I think that it also is going to touch very heavily on late 80s, early 90s Daredevil, um, which would have, I don't know if that's still Frank Miller, but that's when Iron Fist comes in because there's because uh, they're doing a Hell's Kitchen, the whole cadre of, of uh, Hell's Kitchen TV shows uh, for the MCU. Uh, they're going to have Jessica Jones. Um, they're going to have Nick Cage. Uh, and they're going to have Iron Fist, I believe. I think you mean Luke I, Cage. What did I say, Nick Cage? But I'll watch the shit out of a Nick Cage <laughs> Marvel movie. Uh, please, uh, please. <laughs> he's got a Marvel movie. You can watch it if you want. It's not very uh, fucking got, good. I like, I like the second one made by the guys from Crank. He have two? Yeah, he's in both, right? Yeah. I like the second no, one, Spirit no. of Vengeance. You know, they could totally redo Ghost Rider with someone else because that was only one of the Ghost Riders. I mean, there were more. There was more than one person that carried the mantle of Ghost Rider. Yeah, I guess so, that power is uh, pretty transferable if you want it to be. The, uh, the only thing I really know about Daredevil is that he should never have a girlfriend. That like women, uh, just terrible, terrible things happen to the women that are around him. True, but the chick that they picked to play Karen Page is kind of a badass. So, which is nice. Um, what's their fucking What's her name? She's from Vampire Diaries. I don't. I don't watch that show, but she, I know she was in that. Right? Oh, are you talking about the blonde? I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about the... the oh, nurse. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario. I thought that oh, was... Night nurse. I'm talking about his love interest, not just any old woman Her. that is around. Yeah, sorry. Karen Page and Night Nurse are, are uh, two very important characters for, for Daredevil. And um, they're both pretty pretty hard uh, hardcore ladies. So, um, yeah, I, I don't worry about them. They'll be fine. Uh, also, you should totally watch uh, Agent Carter because uh, she don't need no man. She kicks total ass, and right. it got renewed for next season. So that's listen, cool. listen, I'm watching. I'm watching Daredevil. All right, don't push your luck. I know that you're like fucking hardcore about the MCU and you watch all those goddamn shows, but just just relax. All right, I'm not going to start watching Agents of Shields and shit too. Right. Why not? Ah, oh. cannon. Anyway. I um, I also I, uh, started watching. Oh, I can't back you up. I think it's. I don't think they're too good. I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. <laughs> it's because there's no zombies in them. <laughs> I also rewatched the first two seasons of the BBC show Misfits. Um, I watched it with somebody that I would never, who had never seen it before, and that was a lot of fun because you could kind of like steer what their expectations were in the complete wrong direction and then when the when it actually happened you could watch them get really angry about it. <laughs> so that was fun to do, but watching that show and like rewatching it again, it has some of the most glaring plot holes of any television that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's massive <laughs> massive plot holes that they make no effort at all to hide or to explain away. They just expect you to just sort of fucking roll with it and be okay with it. Um, but second time through, they're very, very obvious. Um, I also, I also read, uh, I started reading a book and it's about, uh, Canada's most shocking crimes. And, uh, it has a lot of like really crazy stuff in it, like Bernardo and Homoka and, uh, Uh. like Robert Picton and stuff. But, um, the one that jumped out to me was Rock Thoreau. And I remember that I had watched a movie about him. It was like, uh... Like a biopic, and it was called Savage Messiah. Um, I watched it a long time ago. He he's a pretty crazy guy. He he's kind of like a Charles Manson figure. He he had a cult, and they all lived in the woods. And uh, anytime any one of them would get sick, he'd get drunk and perform amateur surgery on them. So he ended up amputating a woman's arm and cutting a woman open and removing part of her intestine, which killed her. And then they had to hide the body. And he had something like 19 children with his followers. Just a real fucked up, not not okay guy that uh, left like a long legacy of really fucked up, hurt, broken people. Um, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So Canada, What's this guy's name again? Rock Thoreau. It's uh, R-O-C-H. And then the okay, last, yeah. last name is yeah, T-E, or T-H-E-R-I-A-U-L-T. Uh, super fucked up guy, very interesting story to read about, and uh, Savage Messiah was a pretty good movie. It centers around like a child and youth worker that uh, slowly unravels a lot of the stuff that's been happening at this at this particular compound that they're at, which is how it how it really went down. Uh, people were just kind of letting it go until this one woman came in and, and decided to sort of peek around a little more. So that's what I've been doing this week. All right, Cannon, did you get to look through your Netflix and give us anything that you've been watching? Uh- I did. I, I watched a movie called Horns. Maybe you guys have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, we liked it. It was a real club favorite. Uh, yeah, I can tell from the podcast. Um, I, I, so I, I, uh, I haven't really been watching much. I did watch Galaxy of Terror. And uh, that you, you guys remember Galaxy of Terror, right? It it's, it's, alien a fun, it's a fun movie that has like more big names in it than you remember there being in that movie. Is Linnea Quigley in that flick? I don't think so. No, um, but like I think Robert England and um, uh, fuck, what's his name? The guy who plays the the Captain Spaulding in the House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, Sid Haig. Sid Haig. I know they're both in it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw this movie. I know. I a chick gets yeah, raped by a giant uh, maggot or something. Oh yeah. And, oh, and, she, oh, and what's ridiculous is she loves it and then di- and then dies. And I'm, I'm like, that's just they went too far with this. Like back back in the. Eight, in the early 80s, violence was just totally yeah. over. 
violence was just totally over the top. And the depiction of rape well, scenes. Sexual just... violence against women was totally over the top in the 80s. Yeah, I agree. Well, Absolutely. and that's that's Roger Corman right around the exact same time as Humanoids from the Deep. Like That's like 80, pure. 81, 82-ish. Humanoids was 1980, and that movie was 1981. Yeah, like it was... Back-to-back, right. terrible rape stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he, he probably has... He probably had an uncle with heterochromia who who <laughs> did weird things to him. <laughs> who didn't? Yeah, I just typed right? type it back into the into the fact. Beautiful uh, dovetail. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I and so okay. I I also watched. Uh, it it was so goddamn marvel. Uh, I I basically I've seen nothing but the first five minutes of a lot of really bad movies. Um. <laughs> And uh, one of the, I'd, I'd have to say one of the one of the worst uh, recent films that I've that I've seen, um, and it, it wasn't Ghost Rider. It was like, um, see, this is what I get for for trying to use Netflix and talk to you guys at the same time because I just lost what I just what I just finished watching. <laughs> um, I, oh, Almost Human. That was not very good. Um, Anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up. I I have oh Midiac Cop. That was the other one I watched. Um, I I always hear it, such praise for Maniac Cop, and I never like I liked Maniac Cop two when he comes back as an undead cop. But the first one <laughs> I thought I, he was undead in Maniac Cop one. I thought he was alive in Maniac Cop. One. I don't remember, but he looks more rotted and decayed in my Maniac Cop two. Oh, He's like missing uh, a nose and is all burnt up and shit. Um, Scott. Um, I watched a bunch of dumb stuff, but the only thing I want to mention is I watched Galaxy Quest. Nice! <laughs> Today, it was awesome. It's been like a decade since I saw it last, so fantastic film. Sam Rockwell's so fucking Sam good Rockwell. <laughs> he just plays Mustache Man so well. Like, that, that, just that, that concept is pretty much, anytime he wants to play Sleazy, it's just gold. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um... I watched uh, three movies that I want to bring up. I, I watched a movie called Bad Dreams. Have you ever seen it? Is that one of those ones that came out from Full Moon? No. I, maybe it came out from Full Moon. I saw it on a – there was a double feature Scream Factory DVD, uh, DVD Blu-ray that I have because uh, I'm at that point in the alphabet for the blog. Um, but it's from the like late 80s, and it's like a very Freddy Cougar-esque movie. It kind of reminds me a lot of uh elm street three but it's about a little girl who was in like a suicide cult like her whole family was and they set themselves on fire and she's the only survivor from the uh from the fire and she's in a psych ward and like dean cameron from fucking summer school is there and um and uh the what's her face dotty from from peewee's big adventure is one of the kids there and uh, the Dungeon Master kid from Nightmare 3 are like three of the kids there. And they're just all kids that have different psychological issues. And she keeps having nightmares about the leader of the cult coming back all burnt up to murder her. And instead he's like murdering all of the kids around her to make it look like she's gone crazy. Um, so Sorry, uh, are you sure that you didn't just watch Dream Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wants to be Dream Warriors really badly. Uh, but it it was it was fun and it was sh- like it's short too. Like it's only like eighty minutes. So like at its worst, it's a it's a quick <laughs> it's a quick movie. Uh, and it ends with Sweet Child of Mine, so that's always <laughs> a nice way to end a movie. Um, this morning I watched Starry Eyes, which I kind of enjoyed, and I know that Adam like despised it. Uh, so I was kind of curious about, like, what was your issue with Starry Eyes again? <clears throat> it was slow, boring, awkward, hard to watch, uncomfortable. Okay. All of those things. And I can agree with most of that, actually. Um, but I liked it. I, I liked uh, especially what the, the, I mean, it isn't exactly subtle in its subtext, but uh, I totally get what the movie is talking about just from, like, my brief time in Los Angeles and, and having friends who... Work did, in, you, like, did you suck an old man's dick? I didn't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I know this. many people had, who did. If you had a roommate that was acting one-fifth as crazy as this chick was acting, oh, can you just kick them out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, there was things in that movie that that are, are a little rough. I, I mean, I was told to watch it because a group of the guys, uh, like half the guys in my writers group, were like, "It's the best horror movie of last year." Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. Um, but then again, last year wasn't like the world's greatest year for horror movies, so who knows? But uh, I I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's something I would ever rewatch again, but I I didn't dislike watching it. And uh, for weird ass movie night, since I always like to bring up what we had to watch at that, uh, we watched a movie called Crater Lake Monster. <laughs> that is. Oh uh, yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, that movie's fucking glorious in how bad it is. Um, it's one of those. Uh, very Ed Wood esque type movies where they just like it's clear that they did not have the time, money, or budget to shoot at the appropriate times of day for scenes. So there's like a scene where it's a couple sitting in a boat and it's fucking like middle of the day. It is like the sun is out. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. But the dialogue is like, have you ever seen the stars look so beautiful? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> And you're just like, God fucking damn it, this movie. <laughs> um, so that was that was a fun time for everybody, just kind of sitting around drinking, eating eating pizza, and watching Creator Lake Monster. And uh, I am almost done reading Stephen King's It, which I started about a week or two ago. Um, and it's starting to go from a book that I really enjoyed to a book that I'm just trying to get to the end of now. Yep. Uh, I, I was around the part where... Uh, Beverly sees all of the bullies lighting their farts, and I'm like, man, this book is definitely getting into Stephen King not knowing how to finish a book uh, area. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good critique of Stephen King. <laughs> um, so I think that that is every. Oh, I do want to give a quick shout out, and it's going to uh, sound like I'm plugging my favorite podcast of all time. Oh but, my god! But I, pr- I promise I'm not. But uh, a shout out. Listen to, to the Saint Morcho on SoundCloud. Uh, a shout out to a a old uh, Reddit horror club member who hasn't really participated in many many rounds, uh, but I did have him on the Saint Morcho a long time ago, promoting his movie um, Jennifer Help Us, which was shot entirely on an iPhone, and uh, his movie got a fucking rave review on Killer POV this week, and it was very weird to like hear a legit horror podcast talking about a movie made by someone that has been on the Reddit Horror Club to discuss some fucking movie. I can't remember what he picked. But um that it was it <laughs> did, was very did he, did he did he plug us? He better have plugged us. Well he wasn't on the show. Oh, it was okay. literally just they went and saw a screening and were like, this movie's fantastic and everyone should try to track down a copy of it. So um so that it was very cool. Uh, and I think he's actually from the brief conversation I had with him the other day, because I, I messaged him to let him know that they had reviewed his movie. Uh, I think he is trying to send a free copy of his movie to uh, the member, uh, the the co-hosts of the Reddit Horror Club. So, um, Woo! yeah, so uh, I'm excited to see it. It sounds like it's an interesting film, and I mean, it was shot all on an iPhone. So, again, just to give him another plug, check out Jennifer Help Us because uh, it's made by one of our own, and that's kind of that's kind of awesome. This shit's finally starting to pay off, boys. <laughs> free movies. Um, so, in two weeks. We're going to be talking about Zombievers, so I know that Canon is excited. <laughs> uh, Canon, have you seen it already? I have not. I, and Netflix was telling me that I that I should see it. So, so, so you go. You're movies. gonna you're you're gonna see a zombie movie that you hadn't seen before because of Reddit Horror Club. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, but Netflix yeah, is also suggesting MLP to people, which I mean, I don't know how much you want to trust <laughs> Netflix suggestions. <laughs> um, and next week we will be discussing Sweeney Todd, the uh, 2007, I believe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, t- Tim Burton movie uh, and here is the trailer this is the tale of an ordinary man who had everything Barker's name was Benjamin Barker until a man of power stole his freedom destroyed his family and banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your soul. For life. And in his sorrow, a new man was born. Fifteen years dreaming, I might come home to a wife and child. Benjamin Barr. 
no Barker. Sweeney Todd now. And he will have his revenge. That's my wife. She's gone. And he's got your daughter. Judge Tupin. You gotta leave this all behind you now. No. These are desperate times. And desperate measures are called for. All right! You, sir! No one's in the chair. Come on, come on! Sweeney's waiting. I want you, bleeders. You, sir! To, sir. Welcome to the grave. I will have vengeance. I will have salvation. I can guarantee the closest shave you will ever know. May the good Lord smile on you. Years, no doubt, have changed me. That's all very well, but what are we going to do about him?